Hello and welcome to Don't Feed the Geeks, presented by the Long Island Comic Guys, the masters of the geeky verse. <laughs> welcome back, geek freaks. We hope you're all staying safe and healthy and uh, all that good stuff, social distancing. Uh, I'm TC here, uh, joined tonight by JJ. What up, Rebels Come? It still doesn't sound right. And Toy Story. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Nothing? Just that? I don't... I, what, what does Buzz Lightyear say that I can introduce it's, myself? You know what it is? It's so... It, and beyond. Just do that. <laughs> it's so awkward to or say something. I have a snake in my boot. There's a snake in my boot. <laughs> I prefer that. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, we're, again... We're, okay, all you gotta do is what up, Rebel Scum. What up, Rebel Scum. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So again, it, we're... It, you don't have to plural. I, I don't think scum, you can... Can you do the plural of scum? I don't think you can. I, I don't think know. scum is multiple. I'll look that up. It's like deer. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, well, again, we we, uh, we got off track, as usual. Um, we have an awesome interview coming up later with Ali from Elite Comics 11. Um, you, you know, he does a lot of stuff on Instagram. He runs some uh, Facebook pages as well, but really cool, um, interesting interview, kind of very different from anything we've done before. He goes into, you know, all the different, you know, services they offer, you know, consignment, selling, pressing, grading. Um, he's doing this awesome thing called the Remedy Tour. For all of you who aren't aware of it, we'll go into it later. He has a great event coming up with Neil Adams um, that just passed this past Saturday, but still, <laughs> you'll still be able to get involved even if you missed it. Um, but before we get to Ali, we're going to jump into the geek beat, and uh, Toy Story is going to take us away with the snake in his boot. With the snake in my boot. I should watch Toy Story while I'm, while I'm home. <laughs> All right, so I think the biggest thing, or the first thing that I saw after since our last episode, is that the one on Comic Guy sticker? <laughs> what? Never mind. Um <laughs> <laughs> People not getting this. So what are we doing? All right. So <laughs> obviously a lot of movies canceled because of COVID-19. Um, we got the first release date for um, one of the biggest ones, Black Widow. It's going to be coming out in November now. November 6th, to be precise. Okay. So that's just one of a bunch that have been canceled that's been rescheduled so far. I think we're still waiting on the new James Bond movie, No Time to Die. Um no, they might have one already. I think it's coming out like next April, though, like way, way far. Well, did Did you hear that, KJ? I I didn't. I missed what he said. He said, uh, "No, I heard him." It was the uh, the James Bond next April? Oh, okay. I don't know. For some reason, it didn't come through on my phone. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically, so, all these, all these, full all, disclosure, guys. All these big movies have been just basically pushed pushed out, right? I mean, so really, all we all all I thought that I've known is the is um, the James Bond flick and the Black Widow. Was there anything else? Wonder Woman. Oh, Wonder Woman. I believe that's coming out in August now. Okay. So that's... it's interesting that they're all like coming out now vastly different times. You know, you had these movies that were all supposed to come out within the couple few months, but now we have August, November, and then next April. I, are you sure that I, I, I might I, I would double check the Wonder Woman thing? I think it might have got pushed to next year. Check right now. Really, next year? But um, that seems a little yeah. crazy. JJ, why don't you talk about something? Talk August fourteenth. August fourteenth. According to Wikipedia. So, 
dog is fucking um maybe my my, my source is failed me. I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. All right. Well, well I mean, you know, between stuff that I think we've also heard that stuff's going to go to Disney Plus and straight to streaming, and it's not just Disney stuff. I think other companies are doing this as well. Um, I don't know the movies off the top of my head because most of the stuff I watch is superhero related. So because I'm a child, it's, it's interesting because like how how long can they keep these movies in the can for? Yeah, you know, like just just ready to go almost. <laughs> I think you know I I know it was announced uh, last week that um, that uh, Disney Plus was going to take one of their movies that was supposed to come out in May. It's called Artemis. Artemis Fowl. Uh, Artemis Fowl looks really cool. It's one of those. Um, I don't know. It's based on books from. Uh, I read them when I was a kid. It's like a. It's like a big series of books. Yeah, I've never heard of them. So, you know, so they're taking this movie and now. They're just going to drop it uh, on Disney Plus instead of releasing it in the theaters, which is a pretty cool idea. I think, you know, yeah. th- this might be a great test bed for more movies to be just to push to stream because, you know, everybody's home right now and you know they're they're, lo- they're going to lose money anyway. So. Yeah, you're might right. as well might as well push it out to these streaming services and see how well they do. If it's a big yeah, budget, I think it depends on the movie though. Right, if it's like a, big, the big movies like Black Widow and stuff, they're not going to do that for. Right, I mean, you they, yeah. they would lose a ton of money to do that, but these little ones, yeah, they'd be foregoing like a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. So I know that Star Wars got released early digitally to buy, but I'm not buying that. Do we know when it's going to come out on Disney Plus? I bought I bought it digitally the first, when it came out the day it came out. I have yet to still watch it though. That's what the funny thing is. I bought it but have not watched it yet. They 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 know a sucker when they see. Yeah, and you know it's crazy. What I've watched from the time that came out to now, I've watched uh, Endgame. <laughs> I've watched the the Avenger flicks. I've watched Captain Marvel, which I'm gonna say this is the second time I've seen Captain Marvel. I saw it in the theater once with you guys, and I kind of ripped it apart. Didn't really like it. Watched it a second time last week. I enjoyed it. Weird. Is it because like you knew what you were watching? Now? I, I I don't know. I maybe, but I actually enjoyed it. It was I I paid attention to it a little bit better. I I don't know what it was, but I actually enjoyed watching it. I, I don't know. Maybe with the other movies, with everything all done, it made more sense. I don't know. I liked it. I've watched it a few times, and it's not that. I, so I don't dislike the movie. I don't know why we're going into this. Right I know now, I, that was my <laughs> fault. Sorry. I just I still don't think it was as good a performance from her as it could have been from someone right. else. Right, we rehashed that. I'm just saying that you know I watched it a second. Yeah. You know, but, but my my main po- my main point was you know yeah Star Wars came out two weeks ago. I bought the damn thing. Still haven't watched it, but I've watched other movies between that that I've seen <laughs> a half dozen times. I, I would love for them to release it on Disney Plus before you get a chance to watch it at this point. Yeah, that would and that would probably happen. <laughs> Knowing your luck. <laughs> for real. Um so they also pushed didn't 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 Disney Plus they also push back the TV shows, right? So they push back um uh Winter Soldier, all that's been pushed now, even though it's done, right? Yeah, which is interesting. I guess cuz it's it relies on the movie schedule too, right? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, why else would they push back shows that are going to be released at home? Well, I'm so confused now because I thought um, Winter Soldier was getting moved up, but um, the I thought Scarlet Witch is 
show was getting pushed back. Well, see, I, I heard the opposite. I know for sure they said um, WandaVision was very closely linked to the next Doctor Strange movie. I know that for a fact. Okay. Um, the Captain America and Falcon one, I don't know. I've been hearing a lot of rumblings of like some major characters coming from that, and I don't know if maybe it's linked to Black Widow. I think they're saying that Taskmaster might make an appearance in um, Captain America. But again, that's complete and wild rumor. I don't know if it's true at all, but that was th- that was something that I heard. So that could be a reason why it gets, it's getting pushed. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. All right, that's all I got. Do you guys got anything? <laughs> well, um, I was going to bring up that. Um, so apparently, there's a going to be a remastered version of, and again, I got this information from the Spawn expert Jimbo Slice. Uh, remastered version of like the 1995 Spawn line of toys. Uh, Todd McFarlane did a Kickstarter for it. His goal was $100,000, and I think he's inching ever close to 500000 raised so far. And I haven't even gone into like the different categories and stuff that you get from this Kickstarter because, God forbid, there's art available in there. I don't trust myself to go and look to see how much you can uh, put in. Although I'm sure if there was art, it's already gone if he's raised five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> that's that, that's <laughs> crazy. Just, uh, the Todd Father striking again. <laughs> that that is. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, there. Uh, it's five hundred fifty-four thousand dollars. Four thousand. Wow. So it's already passed since like an hour ago. And this just started. This is twenty-nine days left to go. This is crazy. Yeah. So this is uh, to uh, he wants to remaster the original figures. Wow, you know what's funny yeah. is I had some of the original ones and I just I I think I donated them when I moved back to New York. It, it's it's horrible. Somebody made a killing on those. Did you have them in the box? I no no I didn't. And I had this I had the spawn where it had the fabric cape and it it the cape flung out. And this was a beautiful piece. It was yeah. one of my favorites. And I I think I donated it because I was just cleaning out moving back. I mean, with anything else, some of the some of the loose stuff is still worth money. Like the guy, um, Matt. Have you ever seen the Spawn movie from the nineties? No. There's a character that John Leguizamo plays on it. I think it's the Violator. And the again, Violator. I'm not a huge Spawn guy, but his like version when he turns into the Violator from the Clown, I think just a loose figure of that is still worth a decent amount of money. So his his pro his projects there's no there's no it's all autographed uh, figures so there's no art whatsoever and it starts anywhere from a dollar to uh, the most expensive is one hundred sixty dollars so the one hundred sixty dollars gets you a three pack Spawn trilogy and two new heads and uh, they're they're wow. signed and they're hand signed autographed from Todd McFarlane so um, that is crazy that the highest level of like donate of whatever. Backing you can do is only like one hundred sixty dollars, yep. and he's at five hundred thousand already. Over five hundred. He's, he's got two thousand backers for that. So two thousand backers at one hundred and sixty dollars. Um, he's got thirty six backers for the eighty dollars, which is an autographed artist proof of Spawn. Um, really, majority of his backers are are the one hundred sixty. His ne- his next tier is the forty dollar, which is a, just a classic Spawn, a seven inch figure. He's got thirteen hundred uh, backers on that one. That's for forty bucks. That's awesome. So That's amazing. To be honest with wow. you, the prices are not bad. Forty bucks for a seven-inch action figure, um, not not bad. To be honest with you, 
I'm glad I'm glad you went through it because none of that interests me. So I'm happy worry now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. And you know, the the lowest tier to get his autograph is eighty is eighty bucks. So you get an autographed uh, an autographed classic Spawn. So for eighty bucks, you get a Todd McFarlane autograph on a Spawn figure. I mean, that's that's pretty good. If you can't get it's his signature bad. other way, that it's a cheap way of getting it. Yeah, for real. True. I mean, it's not a comic book, so. <laughs> no, but I mean, I mean, he's got a pretty big following on his Spawn stuff. So I mean, it's it's. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean that, that it. I can see that. Know, it, I could see that going to a million. Oh, 100%. I mean, it's going to, for sure. I'm going to go over. Yeah, it's within go the next couple days. I'm going to say in the next five days, it's going to be at a million bucks. Over a million. He's going to make a profit on those figures before he even sells one. Uh, if he's only yeah. asking for $100,000, <laughs> that's crazy. Um, it, it's not what I was going to say, though. It's so funny how you can have blinders on when you're a collector to only the things you're into. And then you don't even like realize like there's this whole other segment of people who are interested in that. Like you know, Dude, I'm exactly out, um, like that. Yeah, like Spawn. Like I'm not into it, but there's so many people into Spawn. There's so many people into like Lady Death, and like e- even for you, uh, you, you're into like the monster and horror stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, Toy Story, and it's just like like uh, like oh nobody buys that stuff. They're like no, a ton of people buy it. Yeah, you just it's don't crazy. I didn't even know if there was any news in that from this geek beat. Do we have any anything else? Was, hey man, as much news as you could get from you know, sitting home. We haven't got we haven't been out in the wild, guys. Full disclosure, we can't even do this in JJ's um basement, you know, studio, <laughs> uh, studio basement. Uh, we're we're doing this um, you know remotely from our given location. So if you ha- hear any lack of quality and sound, that's the biggest culprit of why that's happening. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I think that's it for me on uh, what if, if you want to call that a geek beat. Yeah, it's it's it, you know yeah, it's just... with everything going on with this this whole virus. I mean, you're not even getting your new comic book, so everything's pretty much shut down anyway. It's yeah. it's it's pathetic. It's just going to get. Which I mean, it's I I am thankful that they're doing that um, mm-hmm. for the comic book shop because it would be bad news. I think if they release them, they'd be in the movie. hole for a lot of money if otherwise. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But I did have a great idea, though, and I really wish they did. And, I I mean, I did slightly steal this. I heard somebody talking about, you know, Marvel and DC should team up to do a crossover. And, you know, for whoever follows our page, you know, they've already read this. But I think a great idea would be actually to do that, but make it, like, not like how they did with those other ones where they were, like, one-offs. They should make it, like, a major event. Like all the all the comic book characters from both sides get involved. All the heavy hitters. I mean, you can have like almost like a, you know heroes in cri- like a crisis type crossover, mm-hmm. but you have this big bad, almost like the Anti Monitor, but who's never showed up before. And you know, in the future, you know, maybe you know a couple years from now he shows up in Marvel. A couple more years later he shows up in DC. But making him a continuity, so it's a valuable book. So make and this something that, though that happens during this. What's that? Some, is it no, make this no, like something like, not because you don't want it to be about COVID and, and COVID. I, was, I was gonna ask you yeah. want to escape from that. I was like, so oh, I, sorry, I mean like, that it was released during this whole thing while everyone's home. Yeah, so you'd have them available digitally. I mean, it's 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 probably too late, but then when they release them, like once this crisis is over, you release them, but do like Detective Comics, like Action Comics 1000, like type variants for them, and you get like huge. That would work. You get Snyder, you get Bendis, you get. 
Aaron, Soul, all the big people, all the big artists. On both sides. Have them get involved. I mean, what's that? On both sides. On both sides. I yeah. mean, that's a great yeah, idea. 100%. Um, I, I wish I could get in front of the right people. I mean, at this point, it would take I, it, the crisis might be over by the time they got it on the floor. But um, I think if they thought about it right away, uh, Marvel, DC, you can hire me as a consultant in the future. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> um, all right, I think we've ranted for a long uh, for long enough. But uh, but people still push that out there from our Instagram page at Don't Feed the Geeks. So um, so maybe it'll happen still. Maybe we can get it to happen. Yeah. Yeah, we we know people. We're 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 growing. Long Island Comic Guys. All right, so we have our two main uh, points at Long Island Comic Guys. We just hit fifteen hundred plus. You know, it's uh it took a while to get there. We're over fifteen hundred. Uh, you know, we're slowly growing. Still on. Don't feed the geeks. We're uh, we need to shore up the content there. But um, we'll we'll do that in the ending segments. We'll talk more about that. But uh, let's get to Ali and. At, uh, from Elite Comics 11. Awesome interview, guys. I really think you're going to enjoy this. All right, everybody, welcome. And uh, today we're going to be interviewing the elites of Elite Comics 11 on Instagram, as you may know him. We welcome Ali. How's it going, Ali? Hey, how's it going? Good Thanks to have you. Me. Yes, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so for those of you that don't know, Ali runs Elite Comics 11, which is an Instagram page dedicated to comic book buying, selling, and trading. Uh, mostly consignments too, right, Ali? Yeah, and yeah, we've we've really got to the point where it's mostly consignments nowadays. Nice. And I saw today you guys got eleven thousand followers, right? Yeah, we just hit that fresh off the press. That's insane. Congratulations. Nice. Thank you. Congrats. <laughs> Very cool. Awesome. All right. So before we get into that, um, what we like to do for our guests is get a little origin story. We like to call it. So how you got into geek culture or comic books or whatever that may be. So if you want to get into a little of that. Sure. So my origin story, as it were, in comics is, um, I mean, I, you know, I've always been a comic book fan. Um, you know, when I was growing up, it was most of my comics were like early 90s, like Jim Lee, X-Men kind of stuff. You know, they, they produced a bunch of them, but they're awesome. And that's what I grew up on. And that's kind of what my means were um, growing up. Um, flash forward a little bit when I got a career, at least my first career, uh, I'm a lawyer. Um, and I got, you know, a little bit of extra money and, you know, the first thing you want to do is maybe recreate, relive your childhood or get things you couldn't get. So I got, you know, I have stocks and stuff like that, but at some point I was like, Hey, can I do like an alternate fun investment such? So I started picking up some, uh, some of the fundamental silver age comics, uh, the things that I could never afford when I was younger. And that's kind of, that's kind of. I guess kind of how it started. I got a few, I fell in love with them. I have a business background. And uh, when I just started interacting with people, meeting different people, I was like, Hey, you know, I'm finding really good sources for this and that. And then there's these other people that want it. One thing leads to another. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm doing deals here and there to help me get X, Y, Z. And I just started meeting a ton of people in the community really good people and uh it just kind of built itself up from there if you could believe it so <laughs> so are there any people like you know in particular like that kind of like mentored you early on like kind of taught you a lot of the you know the ropes and the ins and outs of like you know how to you know spot like grading and stuff like that uh was there anybody like that that comes to mind yeah actually um 
so the first kind of mentor I had was actually, he was, he's a financial advisor. Um, he's currently, you know, he was in the Monterey area, but he, he kind of just, he taught me about, he was, he had a bunch of, uh, silver age, uh, comics kind of being held as an investment. And he just kind of opened my eyes up to the alternate kind of investment side of things. But on the actual like comic side, like, collecting and and more of the grading kind of stuff um actually one of my mentors and i've had many but um comics for trade he's actually on instagram his name's angelo Mm -hmm. angelo is like one of the most knowledgeable people i've ever met in this stuff and he definitely took me under his wing and like showed me kind of why books are graded the way they are kind of taught me how to stick to the fundamental keys uh in terms of like you know things that i really want to grasp so I would consider him uh, probably one of my first mentors, and I'm really appreciative of that. Very cool. Wow. Um, so what what else did you get into kind of early on, like other than comics? Like how did you get from, you know, lawyer to here, <laughs> to, to lead comics? <laughs> well, just – you know, I'm half I'm half Lebanese, half Honduran. Uh, my parents came here with nothing, so you've always and I'm the firstborn. So so by definition, whatever the family business was, I was doing that. So <laughs> it, it was like toys to like artificial floral, home decor, and then ultimately, and it still currently is a all natural meat farm here wow. in California. Oh, so. Wow. Nowadays, I manage that, you know, years ago, like even when I started law school, I was just, you know, helping out here and there. Um, So there's that. And then there's the law job. And then there's this, which my page started out. I mean, for anyone who has followed our page the whole time, at first, it was just me showing off my personal books. There was no business element to it. Um, I actually... Uh, the selling side for me, I picked up a couple collections, uh, probably in about 2016 ish. And I, um, honestly started selling on Facebook first. Um, Mm. I have, I own the vintage comics group on, on Facebook, which is a group that's limited just to vintage comics. Um, I really just started meeting people on Facebook. And then, uh, about three years ago, a friend of mine convinced me to set up an IG page and I thought I knew it all on Facebook, but I made the transition and it's one of the best things I've ever done. Yeah. I think we're all part of that uh, vintage comic page as well. Yep. On, uh, yeah. on Facebook. <laughs> I, uh, so I personally, I think the first book I bought from you was, probably way back. I don't even think I did it through our Long Island Comic Guys uh, page, but it was a uh, 9-6 um, Amazing Spider-Man 300 I got from you a while back. And that was like, I think, kind of the early goings of, uh, of Elite Comics on um, on IG. So the, the timelines make sense now. <laughs> <laughs> so did you start out with the page mostly selling your own stuff, or were you doing consignments right off the bat? No, I was selling my own stuff, yeah. primarily. I have a few, you know, uh, I do have a few big dealers that were supportive of me um, in the beginning, and they let me do consignment things, um, you know, before I kind of had any business doing them just because they trusted me. Mm. And I obviously came through for them. um, But for the most part, I'd say like 90% of it was my own stuff when I started out. 
And what would you say it is now, percentage-wise? Um, like today, as in now, just kind of the business has evolved such that maybe like 5% or less is probably wow. my own, um, just because I can't keep up with the consignment stuff. Um, so I can't really do as much searching as I used to do. And frankly, just from a business, I, I'm occupied with uh, obviously the other stuff going on in my life, but then the consignment stuff, quality control, and then we do pressing and cleaning and just making sure. I mean, my main thing is I never want to be like just some cheap alternative. Like I, I really do want to be the best at whatever I'm doing. So like for pressing and cleaning, we're not the cheapest pressing and cleaning service, but we're the best. Like that's, that's what I'm trying to aim for. And that's, so it takes time. I'm, I want to make sure that everything is going as best it can. So that takes time. So, so you said we, so how many people are on the elite comics team? Right. Currently full, like full time. It's, it's me and it bill, bill Bowers. Um, you know, I, put him out there when we respond to messages he'll say hey this is bill or you know yeah, okay. the <laughs> and that's it uh in turn but i do have a pressing and cleaning team uh we have about three pressers um currently and they're really really good and uh, it's kind of divvied up based on value and skill so i mean the, so, the results we see on your page are crazy <laughs> thank you so, so how so you said you're a lawyer, so you're an active lawyer right now. So yeah. how much is your time? So how do you split your time between being a lawyer to and the amount of work that you do with Elite Comics? Yeah, I mean, one of the good things about Instagram is it's kind of always there. So um, I have to, obviously, my law job, I have to do everything I need for that. There's some flexibility in that, but not so much during the day. But once we get to around this time, I can do a lot more of this. But, yeah, I mean, I definitely um, am, at, am at the point where I can't do it all myself. So I have Bill. Uh, he's on the team, and he's great, and I'm really thankful to have him. And probably uh, I'm going to need some more help soon. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's growing like crazy. I'm sure you will. Yeah. <laughs> so what made so you for- shoot? Sorry. Who was? No, go ahead. So what made you choose Instagram as opposed to Facebook for like your main platform? Huh? Well, if you're on the vintage comics group, uh, you'll see that it's a pleasant marketplace or, you know, a group on Facebook. Um, why is it pleasant? Because we probably blocked as many people as are that <laughs> are in the group. So like, um, generally speaking, I'm not trying to bash Facebook, but it's just like, since, individuals can you know be in this group but not that group or this group and hide in this group like if you do someone wrong on facebook it's so much easier to like still operate in some other group because you can you know they're all divided that way it's the wild west things yeah it's the wild west like you know so-and-so is a scammer in some group but it's still in this other group and there's some good admin pages that try to capture everything but it's still like not as good as instagram where i mean if if you uh don't come through or if you scam someone like it's just it's an open world like if somebody gets blasted everywhere (laughs) and it's great for what we do because i mean you want to know who the problems are and 
people, you know, it encourages people to actually like not be a problem, be respectful and realize how small our community is. And you can, I always say like, it takes forever to build up a reputation, but you can lose it in a day. Hmm. Yeah. And I think another point is, especially with, you know, Facebook and Instagram, you're looking at two different demographics, too. I think with Facebook, you definitely have like kind of like the older community, people who have been collecting a long time. And then, you know, on the Instagram side, you know, it's people who are fresher, more getting into it. You know, I I would say like, you know, the 18 to 35, where, you know, uh, Facebook might be like the 35 plus. Right. I I think that's that's probably generally true. Yeah, Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Jay's in the 35 plus. (laughs) Technically, I'm in the 35 plus too, because I, I just hit a bishop. <laughs> I, I am too. I'm well into the 35 plus. I'm 38. So. Oh man, I'm a baby. <laughs> Still a baby. That's why we call him Toy Story. Cause it's- yeah, I'm, I am 25. I'm your 25. <laughs> oh, I was 25 last year, so it's okay. <laughs> so, what would you say, if you could say anything, was the hardest part about building up this reputation that you've curated? Uh, the hardest part, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, the hardest part has been the number of transactions you have to do in order to get where you are. I mean, it wasn't hard for me to do what I said I was going to do or come through on a deal. Cause that's what I was going to do anyway. But to get to the point where you've done so many that like people stop questioning you. Cause like, think about what we're doing here. Like, you're talking about huge transactions. Sometimes somebody sends a check. Sometimes it's like no fee payment. I mean, a lot of times it's no fee payment. And like all people are trusting in is like the fact that I'm guaranteeing the deal. And that's what I do. I guarantee the deal. And again, like we were talking about on Instagram, it's an open world. Like if I didn't come through for someone, you all three, you would hear about it. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. you know, and so it's happened. So maybe the hardest thing is when there is a problem, I've always done what I thought was right, which is step up and fix the problem. And sometimes that meant money out of pocket. Sometimes it meant not because somebody, thankfully, like I haven't had any like scammer situations. But things happen in shipping or otherwise. Um, early on, uh, what, people ask me a lot, like, why don't you sell raw books? I do sell raw books. Like, if I can hold a book, I feel very comfortable with my ability to evaluate a raw book, tell you what I think the grade is, tell you if it's restored. However, if I'm doing it on a consignment basis, I'm, I have to guarantee that book and if it's raw. So, like, if so-and-so gets some book that I've never had in my own hands and then disagrees about the grade. Like, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'll guarantee the book, but I don't know what I'm talking about. So I have to rely on someone else. And I do appreciate and have good relationships with people that consign with me, but putting myself out there, um, considering I would literally just pay for a book if it came to it, um, to make sure that nobody gets, uh, the short end of the stick. It's a risky endeavor. So I stick to graded books because there's a lot less uncertainty. So interesting. Hmm. So where'd the name elite comics come from? I don't know. It's one of those things. Like (laughs) I I remember spending a bunch of time saying like, Oh, I want to start a comics page. Like what should I, what should I call it? And like, I came up with elite comics, uh, 
I don't know exactly how. I just there was that's sort of what my search was, and then I saw that there were you know you're limited by handles, and then I said, oh well, my nickname growing up was actually Eleven, and it was Eleven before <laughs> Stranger Things, way before Stranger Things. <laughs> So that's what the 11 is. It worked out. I could get that handle still. So, so that's, that's what I picked and I just stuck with it and here we are. And I think it fits us pretty well. Um, and, and when I see it, I see my name in it. Like that 11 to me, that's just my name right there. Right. <laughs> is, that, is that sports related that nickname the 11? Yeah. So basically, <laughs> um, my cousin and I, we have the same, we're both the firstborn. We're both, we have a Lebanese background. Your first name is your grandfather's name. So like for the firstborns. So him and I have the same name <laughs> on the same team. We both played, uh, you know, defense at, sometimes at the same time. And like, you know, uh, so he was a senior when I got on varsity and I was a junior and then they didn't want to call me like little Ollie or whatever. So they just said, you're 11, you're 12. And then your football buddies pick up on that and they start calling you 11 and 12 and 11. just. Grew up. <laughs> that's funny. That is, that's, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> so why don't you go through, um, so, I mean, we have all kind of different people who listen and there might be people who aren't on Instagram. You want to just kind of go through, since you're the expert on what your services actually are, and uh, yeah. let us know what Elite Comics offers to people? Yeah, so, I mean, the fundamental purpose of the page, especially nowadays, is it's a premier marketplace for high-end vintage books. So if you follow our page, you'll see several times a day, you'll probably see high-end books hidden in the page, um, and a lot of it is community sourced from other collectors. So in eliminating kind of like the auction house fees or eBay fees and such, we're able to offer books up for, you know, really fair prices based on what they are. Um, I, I think, I mean, I can legitimately tell you that when we post a book, um, I can't say 100% of the time, but like at least 95% of the time, it's like the cheapest available copy we see anywhere. I mean, we really try to hit that. So that's that's what we're known for most. But we also have, um, you know, arguably we're also known for just as well for our pressing and cleaning services now because we have been creating a ton of value for people. So for the people that are really new at this, you know, the standard now is a lot of people like to take their keys and get them graded by these third-party companies. And the two of the com two of the leading companies, CGC and CBCS. And um, so sometimes you get a raw book and you want to send it in for uh, grading. If you can press and clean a book, it's it's a pro there are processes that could improve the ultimate grade from which like the values derive. So. If it's a raw book, you might want to get that done. Also, if you buy a graded book and somebody slabbed the book, graded the book in plastic, we call it slab, um, and they didn't press or clean it or do these processes, or maybe they just they did, but it wasn't done as well as it could be, people also want to send us in these graded books, and we crack them open, we make them better, then we resubmit them for grading, and create value. I mean, people make money off of this improvement in a grade. So it's, it's really high stakes, especially with what we do. 
Um, and I guess on a related note, we're also a CGC authorized dealer. So we send these books in, for example, as CGC, and we get our customers 20% off of what they would otherwise pay at CGC. And we also send to CBCS as well. Um, nice. So I think, yeah, those are the two two main fundamental purposes of our page. We also, we do a lot of anti-scammer kind of uh, watchdog stuff. Uh, for the I, I have seen a lot of that stuff and I've, uh, I've noted the, the people that you've put out there and uh, I've noted a lot of people in the community share it too, which is good. Um, I feel like, you know, I, again, I don't use Facebook as often. Uh, JJ kind of usually uh, handles that side of things, but you know, people share on the, con- the uh, you know, the Instagram community and the comic community, they share. So like once you see one person post something that gets pushed around a lot. So it, it is yeah. good that people are out there and doing that. Um, I did have one question when you to to go back to the pressing for a second though. Yeah. So when you get a book, let's say somebody sends you a slab, and you kind of do you kind of do an assessment at first and say, hey, listen, you know, like I looked at this and you know I don't see any benefits of pressing it again. Do you usually go back to them and kind of tell them you don't think it's kind of worth doing? Yeah, I think a lot. Of, I mean, if you talk to people that have messaged us about pressing, um, probably close to half the time. Cause I, I don't, I don't let them send in anything blind. The first step is I want them to show me pictures and good pictures Yeah. because I mean, you know, we can walk through it, but it's like, when was it graded? What do you actually see? Show me what you actually see. Um, because I, I mean, I don't have time to burn. Like I don't want them to waste their time on shipping. I don't want to waste my own time. If we don't feel like a book is a candidate and we can tell that just based off the pictures, we just say, you know, pass. And some people are like, wow, why wouldn't you just take my money? And the answer is, well, it's the right thing to do. But also, like, I mean, it's just not good business to, you know, have have somebody waste their money um, on shipping that's going nowhere and have a really bad taste in their mouth. Um, it's already risky enough. I mean, even when you have a good candidate, you're still relying on a third party ultimately to make a subjective uh, call. Right you know, you gotta, you gotta do stuff that makes sense and it's not cheap either. Yeah. Hmm. And that's the thing with, you know, what's happening now, I feel like, you know, depending on the time of the year or years, you know, you get different waves of, you know, things, you know, the grading companies are strict on things are not, I feel like, you know, depending on the year, it could be a strict year or more of a lenient year. So it, it gets pretty crazy, especially with the books, you know, like, I'm sure Hulk 181, for example, you know, so many of the same book, like hitting the, uh, in the grading services now. Yeah. Um, so do you exclusively do, um, you know, online and Instagram or do you guys ever do like conventions and stuff like that? Like in-person vendoring? Yeah. Uh, so here's a fun, so the answer is it's only online. Um, a funny on. story is, uh, actually recently, at the beginning of this year, actually, um, there was a lo- – I'm, I'm not going to mention names, but there was a local show. A buddy of mine um, did a traditional convention. I love the convention. I go there. It's a smaller convention, but it's awesome. And I actually uh, asked for a space. I said, can I have a space? Can I have an informational booth? Long story, not so short. The answer was, oh, sure, but it's going to take a long, long time. And so that was my – attempt to maybe have a booth i was thinking about it but then you know i'm blessed to have 
said that and basically get shut, got shut down, it was a blessing because that night I went home and I said, you know what? We're gonna have we're gonna have the first online uh, comic convention. I'm just gonna have my own comic convention on Instagram. Ah, so that's how that started. <laughs> that's how Perfect I, segue. I just said, you know, let's let's game plan this. Let's let's make it happen. And that's that happened in February of this year. Yeah, you want to talk a little bit about that because that was a really cool idea. Yeah. So um, I said, well, let's do something for the community. And this was before any of these issues that are going on now, which we'll get into. But um, yeah, I was like, what do people want at conventions? And I said, I can't recreate everything, but we could get a lot of it. I said, we have the vendors because I'm already a consignment page. Um, let's get some panels in here um, and let's get, you know, cosplay contests. Let's do some giveaways. And I got some sponsors to help me with some crazy giveaways. So ultimately, it was vendors selling to the page. I cut my own fees a lot to make, and the and the exchange was well for Atcon. I'm going to cut our fees. You have to pass that to the customer. So I want crazy deals. So we had like I think it was about 250 books that hit the page uh, during Atcon. That was the online convention. So the selling side was there. We had the cosplay contest. We gave out $400 to the winner. We had like a kid's drawing contest. There was like a $100 prize. And then we just did panel video panels. And we tried to do some, we did some text panels as well. We had Neil Adams involved. Um, and, and the sponsors were great. I gave away thousands of dollars in comics. Like, you know, guess a number, here you go. Have a trivia question, here you go. $100 book, $100 book. And I think people really enjoyed it. There's definitely room for improvement. I'm already working on the next one. But um, I thought it was awesome. I hope people enjoyed it. Yeah, it was definitely a cool idea. And especially, like, you know, like you're saying, with before we are kind of only, this is our only option now, you kind of set the groundwork already for it. So yeah. it was uh, it was pretty cool. I remember um, uh, Toy Story actually was the first one to see it. He's like, you see this? About this like um, Instagram Comic-Con? I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. we, we were looking into it. I was like, it was great. Yeah, I, I, I know the, the two of us definitely, um, you know, caught it at different times of the day. But was, was it just one day or you had multiple days? There was one day mostly where all the panels, especially the live stuff happened. And then we had it technically on two days, but on the second day, it was just more books hitting our page at this, at this discounted um, kind of setup. So, yeah, I think that's when I caught a lot of it. Um, it, was, it was cool stuff though. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of big books uh, came through there. Uh, you got, you guys sold like a majority of it too, right? Oh yeah, no, it was price to sell, and yeah. you know things were really moving at that time again because none of the current stuff had happened. So it was yeah. a really strong time, and and a lot of stuff moved fast. I mean, like you said before, one of the things I really love about you guys is that all your stuff is priced reasonably. So I'm curious when people come to you to consign and to sell books, do you ever, you know, tell them that? I'm sure you have to tell them sometimes if their price is too high, right? Yep. Yep. I mean. Um, again it's a blessing i don't mean to complain but it's um <laughs> we can we can say no a lot more nowadays than we could before just because fortunately there is a lot of people that want to put stuff up on our page and so it's almost like a real estate issue it's like you know 
if I'm going to put something up, I have to feel good that it's going to sell. And like the way I does that is like, you know, if I can't, if I couldn't, if I wanted to buy it, like I can't, I don't expect someone else to. So it has to be a fair deal, not necessarily yeah. a steal, but just fair based on data. And of course there's arguments about what data means, what it doesn't mean or how much data there is, but it just needs to feel fair. That's what we try to do. And you must find it difficult. Have you had an instance where you had maybe multiple books of the same book at the same time from different people? Yeah, it's happened. Um, what I do in that situation is, um, well, first of all, the first book wouldn't have been up unless I thought that that was a fair price. So if there's already one copy up and they're the same grade or whatever, you know, I'm going to honor the, the first person up and, and I'm not going to introduce another book to compete with that other book if for some reason that seller wants to sell it um, cheaper. I mean, there's been situations where a book has been sitting there for a long time. I'll give a heads up to the person that was first and just be like, hey, someone else wants to sell that same book for this. You know, I'll give you two or three more days. And if it doesn't move, I got to put up this other book. So I try to be fair about it. I mean, there's no absolute. I think that's, I mean, that, that, that's probably the best way you can do it in a situation like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what are, what are kind of the coolest books that, at least in your eyes that have come through, uh, elite comics 11 kind of ones that you were like, wow, that's a, that's a pretty awesome book. I know you have one right now. That's, uh, that's pretty cool. I don't know if it's sold yet, but. Huh? Well, I'll say, um, me personally. So amazing fantasy 15 is my favorite book even though it might not be the rarest kind of book that, that comes through it's still freaking first spider-man so um i actually am currently in the market for you know a higher grade af 15 you know i i just got rid of my 2.5 with the anticipating that i'm going to get a higher grade one now but there's been some I think the highest one we've moved on the page so far was a really nice 3.5, um, but there's been higher ones. We put up some 5.0s and stuff. I see that. I'm like, wow, I need to get that. So if that <laughs> pops up again, I'm probably buying it. Um, but the the biggest book we've ever moved was a Detective Comics 31. Um, so that's the you know Batman in the Castle, the original um, the original yeah. iteration. I remember seeing that when you posted it. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. So that was like a what was it a 1.0 and it cracked 40k. Like that was that's that's a monster, super scarce bro book. But man, I, I love that cover. I love Batman 227 as well. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think. Uh, that you know those i'd say that was the biggest one but for me the af-15s i it's always hard to just not buy them all to tell you the truth so. <laughs> do you ever have people come to you um saying hey i want to consign this and you're just like oh i'll, I'll buy that from you oh yeah that <laughs> it totally happens and, oh but um it's, it's not here right now but so one of the coolest stories for me on that point is uh, i was contacted about a year and a half ago um, by somebody who said that they knew somebody in Germany who had this X-Men, X-Men number one raw and it was signed. And so uh, one thing led to another and I actually uh, reached out to this person in Germany and the book was X-Men one and it was signed on the first page by Jack Kirby and Stan Lee. And so it took a long time to, you know, 
get to the point where everyone was comfortable. I sent, I, I got it here to the States, sent it to CBCS. They verified the signatures and it worked out perfectly. And it's freaking X-Men one signed by both of those legends. That's a keeper for me. Wow. That's not gone. <laughs> What was it? What yeah, was the grade on that? Cool I, I remember that was on the stream, uh, the la whatever the last stream was. I, I saw that up there in the corner. I remember someone asking about it. Well, yeah, I usually have it here. Uh, it's it's my favorite book, and the answer is uh, with CBCS, and it was such a rush. I didn't even press it or anything. I just wanted to verify everything was authentic. Um, but it's a 5.0 as it sits right now. Wow. Well, at that point, wow, the signature really? is the most important thing—a Jack yeah. Kirby signature. Like, yeah, <laughs> agree. That's awesome. Oof. So, um, you guys want to move on to the remedy tar? You have any uh, other questions on Atcon? No, I'm good. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so I I really jumped on um, when you mentioned this because the first shop you did it with was it's not our local comic book shop, but it's one of our local comic book shops. Um, Mike and his team there are some of the best people. Like we awesome know, Royal Collectibles. I mean. I've bought a ton of stuff from there. I mean, I'm 13 um, Amazing Spider-Mans away from a full run, and I've gotten about 80 probably 80 percent of them from those guys. So um, uh, let's just go into the Remedy tour. Kind of what inspired you to do that? And it was a great thing to do too. Yeah. So that's that's actually one of the things I'm probably most proud of. Um, I obviously we're facing like an unprecedented time. Like this is a huge problem, the coronavirus, COVID-19 stuff. So you got, you know, kind of as a business background, like I mentioned my farm, my meat farm, and actually we're, we've currently made the decision to like not operate. So we're not operating. So that's an example of a business that, you know, it makes sense to just not, not do it right now. And, and so, um, you know, although it could, it could operate, it's risky. Some of these comic book shops don't even have that option. Like they cannot open no, right, right now. Um, so again, I just sat down and, and there's so much about this that's frustrating. Cause like, I can't do anything about it. Like I just have to accept it or, or manage it. But then I just said, what can I actually do? Like, what can I do? Like, what do I have? What can I do? And I said, you know, I got this platform. I have these amazing followers. I said, um, we don't, we, we don't really do live sessions, but I'm like, let's look into it. And I figured out like, Oh, we can do split screen. I can bring someone else in with me and we can do split screen. I said, what if these comic book shops that can't open, what if we just go split screen with them, give them a platform and opportunity to sell directly to this amazing community and just kind of support them in that sense that could really affect people's lives. And so that's exactly what we did. And when I started it, Mike uh, from Royal Collectibles, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's been a good friend of mine, but he's one of the first people I thought of. And so that's kind of the story behind that. I reached out to him. I said, Hey, I want to try this. Uh, and you know, he was on board and um, we tried it. It went amazing. Um, we've done tomorrow will be the fifth stop. You guys are releasing after tomorrow, but on, on Thursday, tomorrow we're yeah. going to do another shop and there's more scheduled. So people, after they hear this, they'll be able to see some more stops cool. as well. But yeah, I mean, these shops get to sell directly to the community and it's been going really well and making a difference. Yeah. I've been blown away by, um, by what's been happening. Cause I've, I've literally jumped on everyone. 
since the first one. I've, I think I've I think I've purchased something from everyone at this point. So. <laughs> Thank you. Helping where we can. Yeah. Dude, the, se- the second one you did, what was that shop in California? The second that one? That was We Can Be Heroes. That was that by far the biggest one so far. I think we both, me and you, have sat on that for like the full eight hours. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me say, like, so I, when I plan these things with the shops, like, I tell them, like, what we're aiming for here is probably about two to three hours. Okay. But with <laughs> We Can Be Heroes, those guys, I mean, I showed up. I didn't know they had that much. Um, they so, were pulling stuff out of left and right like six hours in. Oh, here's this big. Like, yeah, so we that, guy, that guy kept going to the box. Bill's going to the box again. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just it's just so fulfilling to be able to help, especially at this time that, like, to tell you the truth, I think we – I think we went for seven and I sat there for seven and a half hours with these guys and, and we just kept must going. must have been wearing a catheter. Yeah, but I just, <laughs> I was lost in the moment. If a moment lasts seven and a half hours, I'm just like, this is freaking awesome. This is really helping people. Let's keep going. It must feel so good too, to see like the claims come up on the screen for all these books and just see them, you know, that what you're doing is helping them. Definitely. So, you know, I guess time flies when you're having fun. So seven and a half hours later, uh, we stopped. It, it is pretty crazy how, like, long you were sitting there and, like, looking at stuff. And just like, oh, I started watching this at, like, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, it's 9 p.m. I was like, wow. <laughs> like, after, like, hour five. After hour five, I started getting trolled. Somebody, you know, some people were saying, oh, Ali looks tired. Ali looks tired. And then I was like, oh, yeah? Like, wake up. And we just kept going. So it was awesome. Yeah, it's been really cool. Um, So do you you have a a lot more shops lined up? Yeah, we do. Um, I'm just trying to schedule everything. Um, But, yeah, we have a lot. And, And... the one challenge has been a lot of the people that I don't want to say need the help most, but they, they could definitely, especially use the help. Uh, they're not tech savvy. So part of this, yeah. I know who needs to do it. Um, but you know, there's a certain amount of quality control. Like we can't do it until I can see that like it can be done. So a lot of it has yeah. been like tech support kind of stuff setup kind of consultation um so i have some really good stops lined up but i need to make sure that it gets to the point that people would want to sit through it and it will do well i want to set people up for success so do you do you do you you get an idea do you get an idea of what they have beforehand so you know you know what they're going to sell Definitely. And I've tried to be flexible about it. So one of the best things about this, other than helping people, is a lot of people, because of the nature of our page and sticking to the really big keys, a lot of the people that follow us, they watch. But, like, you know, understandably, they can't splurge at the kind of stuff we sell. So the Remedy Tour allows them to not only help these shops, but also buy all kinds of stuff. Like, I don't know if you guys tune in the one in Sacramento, but... I did yep, my local toys. Yeah, yeah. Comic Command Center and like we were selling, yeah, statues, toys and, and you know, that stuff that I don't know much about at all. But I said when I meet these when I meet them virtually, um and, and they kind of show me their shop, I'm just like, Okay, well I see what your shop has. I see some stuff I think works, but is selling XYZ the best way to help you? Like what 
is in your shop right now that you want to focus on, even if it's not something that we typically deal with, this is the time to go ahead and give it a try. So I try to make sure I understand what they have and what they need. And I feel like actually the best setup they've had so far is um, with, with those guys, because when they were resetting up the rack, it gave them opportunities like, all right, while we do this, you know, we'll pan around to the store. And if anyone sees some, that was great because at that, like, that's the first one where you really didn't have any dead time. So yeah. it was always like, there was something available to like, you know, pick up or ask about, which I thought was really cool. If other shops have that kind of stuff, that'd be a perfect opportunity as well. Definitely. They had four employees, I believe, working with the cameraman. So it allowed for that. Um, some of these other shops don't have those resources. So yeah. I just, no, we just try to do the best we can, but ideally, yeah, that would be the ideal setup. Hmm. Yeah, that was that was a really good one. I mean, all of them have been really good. I mean, I've gotten some great books. I mean, at that last one alone, just, you know, to give the idea, I mean, there's high-end stuff, and, you know, sets and runs that are available, guys. I mean, like, you know, from Royal, there was, like, Avengers, you know, high-end Avengers books, you know, Spider-Man slabs, you know, the Batman books, you know, detect everything, like the gamut of everything. You know, there was a 181. Uh, at, at Comic Command Center that um, there was about a billion questions on that you had to constantly say that the uh, one of the pages was missing. <laughs> yeah. I was just, at that point, I was just, because I know there's a delay, and I was just, I was replying before, it. I was like, the page is missing. Just, if you still want it, it doesn't affect the story. And that's, and, and that's the first, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was oh, no, just going to say, you know, as awesome as Instagram is, and I hope it gets better, there there are some limitations um, to doing this. But, you know, so there's been some controversy, like, I claim that first, I did this yeah. first. There's some filtering that frustrates people, but I just tell people, like, it is what it is, you know. We're going off our screen, and, like, we're here for the community, and we're going to get through this. The technology is not perfect, but this is something that not a lot of people yeah. are doing, if anyone else is doing yeah. yeah, I mean, I think even we were having that same issue the first time with, with the, like, the Royals sale. Like, I think our comments weren't coming through and they were filtering out. So it's just yeah. kind of like it's something you, you, you have to kind of deal with. And, you know, if yeah. you miss out, you miss out. It's, just, it's, it's know, frustrating. Doing the best you can kind of thing. It's frustrating when you, you, when, you, you, when you say you hit that claim and then a millisecond, before, you know, somebody beats you a millisecond before and you're like, God darn it, you know, and your wife <laughs> is wondering why you're yelling at your phone. <laughs> but the worst part is on their end is they scroll up and then they see on their screen that they were first oh yeah on my screen it doesn't show that way so it's really hard to explain that to people oh. because there's filtering and priority and so my screen could be different than your screen oh interesting so i didn't know that the only fair thing the only fair thing to do is to just base everything off of my screen <laughs> yeah, of course <laughs> It's the only consistent thing. Otherwise, who is going to be the master screen? So True. stick to what's on my. Cool. So I have a question, um, just your opinion. So when this whole COVID-19 thing started, one of the things that I thought of, like, you know, all these stores are closing. How is this going to affect the comic book industry, sales, prices and stuff? So I'm curious, doing these sales through the stores or even through your own page, have you noticed anything yet in terms of stuff moving or pricing or anything like that? Well, I think um, there's a supply and demand, right? So um, it depends. Like, you know, they, they cut off. My understanding is they cut off the modern releases. So that kind of stuff, I'm sure when it pick, when it starts again, 
people you know continue on that fine in terms of some of the older stuff especially like the high price stuff i mean if you have forums for sales that are taken away and a lot of people aren't they don't have access to the online kind of forums um you're gonna have a lot of supply and demand isn't necessarily going to go away it's more that it's not going to be available so i think you will you know this kind of thing happens it's natural what you would expect is that people uh, you know they they'll be motivated to sell and they might sell for less than they otherwise would if they had that convention lined up um but they don't so i would expect it to have some effect so hopefully it doesn't last too long hmm. But that's what I mean, you know, I, I say like if you're a dealer and you're impacted and you need a forum, I mean, I'm happy to work out some custom deal that makes sense for you. So you can use our page or you could I've, I've reached out to dealers. I've, I've done one small dealer, but I reached out to other dealers that said, do you want to be a stop on the remedy tour? Like we can totally do that. Um, so I'm, I'm waiting to hear back. It's mostly been shops so far. Hmm. All right. That's, um, I, I, again, it, that's a great thing. And, you know, anyone who, you know, is in need or, you know, anyone listening that, you know, is looking for another outlet to sell, you know, hit up, uh, Ali at, um, at elite, uh, comics 11. Uh, so let's go into the kind of the, the next big event you have coming up. So it would be, since this is going to be releasing Monday, it officially happened two days ago on Saturday. So you have a huge Neil Adams event. Um, why don't you take us into like all the things that are happening here? Cause I know there's a ton of things uh, going on. Yeah. So uh, like I said, Neil was part of ATCOM, that, that first online convention we did on Instagram. Uh, I was, you know, we were lucky enough to have Neil's involvement and I just, you know, just want to point out, so Neil Adams is an icon and, you know, he's been around and for him to be forward thinking enough to actually um, be willing to do uh, something that hadn't been done. Um, that was awesome. So for Atcon, he filmed some stuff for us. Uh, you know, he did a lot of question and answer where he filmed his answers and he also, um, offered up some original sketches and art and people really enjoyed that people bought a lot of the sketches and they got their questions answered but it was all pre-recorded because we were still experimenting with some of the technology but one of the immediate applications of sort of what i've been doing at remedy tours you know we got neil again and so we're going to talk with him on saturday but this time it's going to be he and i and it's going to be live split screen so I'm actually going to be able to have a conversation with him in front of everyone. And I'm going to get questions from the community. I'm going to have him answer them on the spot. And he's also going to be showing, you know, his original sketches and art, and he's going to have some prints available as well. Um, but one, one interesting element, and it took a lot of uh, brainstorming, but we're actually, uh, the followers uh, are going to be able to have a chance to actually send books in to Neil, get them signed or put a remark on them and get a signature and then ultimately have them return, have their books returned to them in a CGC yellow label slab, which is something that, I mean, you can't do um, without the convention set up right now. So, I mean, yeah. 
you know, outside of CGC has had some private signings, but it's just something yeah. that we offer the community that um, I think is pretty awesome. People are excited about it. So interesting. And how long are you going to have the, that process going on where you're going to be taking submissions and sending them to Neil? Well, uh, at least several weeks after, you know, through the event and then several weeks after, um, okay. you're going to have time. It's not going to be like, hurry up and get it to him by Saturday. Cause that, that, that's not workable. Yeah. A lot of people have books that they want to get signed by Neil and get yellow slabs for, but, um, they want us to press and clean them first. So yeah, the yeah. first step for some people are going to be sending their books to us for pressing and cleaning, and then we'll send them off to Neil. So to answer your question, at least probably a month after the event, we'll still be doing this. Okay. So if you're listening to this now, you can still send your yes. comic books into uh, Elite Comics 11 uh, to get signed or remark. Remark part is he doesn't always do that. So that's a, that's a huge, um, that's that's cool. a huge bonus. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it is. I mean, uh, we're of course, all that information is uh, available on your uh, on your Instagram page as well. Definitely. All right. So I think we've gone through about ten of the different events that you've had going on. <laughs> uh, is it possible that you have more upcoming events that you can share right now? <laughs> uh, one of the areas we're looking into. I'll just go ahead and do a vague preview. Is I'd like to get you know, more talent and celebrity involvement on our page. Um, I've been talking to people about that. Um, Neil Adams is great. Other artists um, get their involvement. I'm going to continue the Remedy Tour as long as this situation is continuing because um, I really do believe it's, it's a good thing. Um, so we're going to keep doing that. And then probably when things get closer to normal, um, I would like to do another AtCon, another online convention, but this time much bigger, much bolder. Um, and I've been talking to some people about that as well. Nice. Well, we That's might exciting. be interested, so we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, 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 we'll keep com the communication lines open next time. <laughs> uh, awesome stuff. You, uh, you guys have any uh, special questions? I think I'm good. No, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. This is very thorough. This is fun. Uh, we hope we, uh, we made you laugh. I heard, uh, I saw someone said, uh, it's always, uh, you always get bonus points if you can make Ali laugh. So I guess, uh, <laughs> I think we got a couple oh, laughs great. out of you. <laughs> you guys have a good setup. Awesome. So, yeah. uh, um, this is fun though. So this is actually outside of our normal too. Cause we usually, usually do this. Uh, JJ has a little recording studio in his, uh, in his basement that we're building out. So, uh, we had to, you know, zoom is a little new to us. He's he's not really in the most Iceland can no. uh, cantina. I just want full disclosure. <laughs> <laughs> hey hey, so great. so behind you and your 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 uh, your glass cabinets, like what what you, it looks like you got a mixture of a lot of different things there. So you've got some comic books and some toys. I mean, what is what is your prized possession there? Um, it's gotta be like, I mean, I have some, you know, I have some some games. I got I got like classic. Video game systems, but my prized possessions, like you know, we weren't going to be recording, so I don't have them up. But yeah, yeah. it would be my comics, the big comics. They're not up because uh, sometimes some sunlight gets in here, so I only put them out when I'm actually recording. Very good call. <laughs> so you're not just into the but, comic. But. You're more broad. So you've got you're into the video games also, and looks like pops and everything like that. So that's that's cool. Like I said, when you hit, you know. 
at a certain point in your life, I think it's a natural progression that like you start wanting to recapture your childhood. So I got some 100%. icons from my childhood behind me, and, and that's in, in, in my case, it's a childhood from the '80s that I never got to experience. <laughs> 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 I feel like the, that nostalgia right now is like at an all-time high, too. So it's, I mean, it's it's really a great market to be be in or be interested in because there's actually a lot of availability out there. I mean, every day I'm like finding something new from like when I was a kid. I was like, this is awesome. I randomly just started getting into like these uh, those old toy biz figures, like the DC superhero, Marvel superheroes, like. And they weren't even that great looking. I just, I just loved them. Like I remember, those were the toys I played with as a kid, and I've gotten like a couple. And like now, I've just been snatching them up wherever I see them. I see that you have a little uh, Star Wars micro machines over there yeah. in the corner too. <laughs> That's a super interesting topic, and one you guys might want to get into. But yeah, kind of how this collecting scene evolves when you know the, you know, the, I guess the 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 higher the highest um, population um, in terms of where the money is for collecting um, when people like I get to the point where, you know, we have some extra money and we're trying to get our childhood, like, how is that going to take, how is that going to affect things? Because my childhood wasn't, you know, 1950s Archie's comics. Yeah. it, it's different. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's definitely been something we've touched on in the past. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a it's a it's a constant um it's kind of a constant thing that comes up with um with collecting and it and it changes all the time too. I mean, you know, I I feel like like things like Beanie Babies are starting to grow again and like you know people are looking for those all of a sudden, which I never thought would come back into popularity, <laughs> but it's. It's just crazy the things that come up and come. Uh, and, and the only reason I say that is because I literally have one. My daughter pointed out in my room earlier, and she's like, "Oh, what's that?" I was like, "Oh, it's just me." She's like, "Can I have it?" I was like, uh, "Let me check first. And I looked out. <laughs> it's like a hundred twenty dollar Beanie Baby. I was like, "No, you can't." Have it. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "That's you're not going to see that pretty soon because that's going to turn into a comic book eventually." <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like but, it's uh, like I don't know. Out of all the books we carry on our page, all of all the books that cycle through, like to this day, and Bucky's books, if he, if he's listening and he listens, he still owes me one. But I'm still looking for a 9.8 white page uh, Jim Lee X Men number one with the Magneto cover. Like I don't care if there's 50 million of them. Like I still want one. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite cover. I don't care how how common it is. I, I still want one. So. <laughs> That's fair. Hey, listen, I'm looking for a Spawn 9. I want the one with the UPC. <laughs> There's a billion of those out there, too. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, this, this is a lot of fun, Ali. I, I, we really appreciate you taking the time. We know you're, uh, you have a crazy schedule, but um, this is good. We'll have, to, you know, we'll have to do this again after uh, some more events you have planned up. Maybe uh, next time you get closer to whenever the next ACON happens, uh, we can talk again about that and uh, get get people's uh, minds on it. Sure, I'd love to. But, uh, yeah, all right. Good, so um, I guess this is where we'll wrap up and we'll go into our ending segments, and uh, that'll be it. Cool. Thank, thank you, Ali. Uh, thank you again, Ali. Ali, all thank right. you. Thank you, guys. Take care. All right, thank you, Ali, for that awesome interview. That was a great time. Yeah, that was a really cool interview. I, I really enjoyed that guy.
Tess. Yes, she was very good. <laughs> we did. Sorry, have... we, we we just did this again. Yeah, it's all right. It's all we right. We had some we had some technical sound issues. Um, but no, all all kidding aside, Ali, uh, thank you again for an awesome interview. It was super informative. If you know, if you guys are looking for any of these type of services, definitely hit them up at, at Elite Comics Eleven. I think there's a couple underscores in between uh, Elite and Comics and Comics and Eleven. Um, but you know, he's got a, a very big following. You know, if you have a big book that you're looking to move and you know you don't know where to do it, he has pretty fair consignment. Um, you know, um, um, details and I don't know what I'm trying to say here. Um, <laughs> Toy Story messed us all up. And, uh, you know, Akon. And, and, you know, check out this Remedy tour. I mean, that, that's really how I got majorly involved with what they were doing. You know, they're they're going around helping comic shops out. I mean, we know, you know, some people might, might not be working or, you know, they have different situations. But, you know, if you're still working, if you're still in a situation where, you know, you want to buy some comic books and help out some local comic shops, you know, he's doing these, you know, two or three times a week. So, you know, it's worth checking out and, you know, seeing what people have. Um, but I, I think, um, I think that's, that covers everything, right? Yeah, I think so. Have we, uh, have we been reading, have have we been doing anything, reading anything? Have you guys, what have you guys been doing? Well, we have a, we have a segment. I know that, but are you, have you been reading any books? Did you read any older books, newer books? Uh, I'm, I'm a little behind. Um, I haven't been reading as much because I've been super busy with work and then we've been trying to ramp up. Uh, the interview, we'll just let you guys know, we, we've got a few interviews planned already. Um, you know, since everyone's home right now, we figured it was, a, it was a good time to reach out to, you know, some people who were pretty busy and, you know, <clears throat> didn't have time to, uh, to sit down and, and talk. So, you know, I've reached out to a few people. <clears throat> I'll, I'll let you guys know now the next interview uh, we have is with a super cool um, local artist, John Broglia. Uh, we're we're really close with him. We've gotten a lot of artwork. I actually just commissioned another piece today from him. <laughs> really? Uh, I saw yeah, him at the end. A, a Rocky Sierra piece. I didn't realize he was uh, he was doing um, he's doing art to support Comic Book Depot uh, out on the island. So I was like, oh, I, I totally missed this. I was like, here. I was like, uh, I'll I'll take a Rocky Sierra commission. No, that's cool. Yeah, so, I've, yeah. I've got, I've got a Rocket Man from him. I love it. It's one of my favorite pieces. You have a Rocket Man or a Rocketeer? Uh, Rocketeer, sorry, Rocketeer. It's a Rocketeer oh, and, Rocket Betty, and Betty. Nice, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've been reading the X Men. I've been trying to follow up. Uh, I'm catching up on Spider Man. I think I just. I'm still in that next like Craven storyline that happened not too long ago. When you when you um, when you say like, when you say catch up, have you have you read the entire? I mean, are are you? Are you reading? You're reading the whole the no, whole not, story, I'm right? No, I'm I'm only reading. Uh, so, I'm only reading what's on Marvel Unlimited. I'm not reading uh, the books in my um, in my queue. But uh, yeah, that's what I've been reading. I haven't really watched much. I, I watched two episodes of Tiger King. Uh, <laughs> can't get into it. I, I refuse. I'm gonna try. Yeah. My, my wife powered through the whole thing. She likes it. She told me when after she watched it, she said you would hate it. I was like, you're probably right, but um, <laughs> I'm gonna try to get through it. I just lost some interest in it. I have no words to uh, see that. I, I haven't. I, I know me and Toy Story have both been doing this, but I mean, you know, we're giving free at the bar stool, but I'm sure it doesn't matter. But we've been watching Dave Portnoy, the Stooley President's uh, unboxings and pizza reviews, and you know, I've been listening to their podcast. Yeah, it's just you. 
<laughs> you've got to see the packages that this guy gets. He gets a hundred packages a day from people. It started out with like you know, two. <laughs> yeah. And you know what really stinks? So people were originally just sending him frozen pizzas because he's doing a frozen pizza review. Okay. Because he's home and he can't go out, so he's doing frozen pizza reviews. Um, so it was just people sending him frozen pizzas at first. Now people are just sending him everything. So I was like, oh man, it'd be awesome if we had those masters of the geeky verse, um, t-shirts and, you know, we could send him some stickers and stuff like that. And, you know, some, maybe we could send him a frozen pizza that he hasn't tried yet. And we'll put that all together. I can just picture what he would say if he opens a masters of the geeky verse shirt. He, he goes freaking loses or something like that. And throws a bunch. What, what, a, bunch, what a bunch of wicked. If we got the, the colors are going to be fire. So I think he might've wore it just for the colors. Though. That's true. <laughs> That's true. We just sent him a polo shirt. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, all right, so let's go into this segment, though. Did anybody else want to talk about... Uh, I'm almost done with Fellowship of the Ring, actually. Oh, the book? Yeah, the first book. Have, have you been skipping the, the songs? I skimmed them. <laughs> <laughs> I legit, today, I sent, you, I sent you this picture. I couldn't believe that a song actually took up a full three pages. Yeah. Oh, I remember them being longer than Yeah, that. I'm sure I'll run into much longer ones, but it's crazy. That, that's... So you started with Lord of the Rings, right? I started with The Hobbit. Oh, you did? And I, yeah, I pushed, I powered, I powered through The Hobbit in like three days. And then I'm going a little slower through this just because it's a little denser and mm-hmm. I don't want to miss anything. So I'm going, I'm taking my time, but I'm, I'm, I got everything so far and I'm, I'm really liking it. So it's just not okay. much. Nice. Sure. What about you, JJ? I've only been. Um, oh, sorry. Did I cut you off? I've only been. Uh, I caught up on the uh, on the Disney Plus the uh, the Clone Wars, which is pretty cool. I know Toy Story. You've uh, you you're waiting till it's all done, but uh, is it done yet? No, not yet. Uh, but it's it's okay. pretty cool. It's I, I'm you know it's 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 just like watching it back in the day. So uh, it, it's it's yeah. pretty good storyline so far, and I, I think it's just going to get better. Nice. I gotta tell you, I'm psyched out of my mind that that chick's still like bouncing around, and we're gonna see her on Mandalorian. Yeah, I know. Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Yeah. I, but she makes she makes the show. I mean, without her, without her, I don't think it would be as good. It'd be a good show, but Definitely. not as good. So yeah, I've, I'm all caught up on that finally. So it's pretty cool. Uh, and I just I rehashed some of these Avenger movies last week, just because I nice. just watch them again. I wound up watching two randomly also. Um, my my daughter like was watching the last half hour of Thor with me. She goes, what is this? I was like, it's Thor. So, you know, we, I, she's obviously doing, you know, like schoolwork from home, but I've also been, you know, teaching her the important things. Like now she knows the name of every single character and statue in my office and um, the toys too. So she knows most of the masters of the universe line now. And, uh, you know, just the, the important stuff that she's going to need later in life. Good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also been, uh, uh, I also been catching up on going through my Spidey collection. I've been uh, sharing some of those with uh, Toy Story. Oh, yeah. The ones seen. that need to be upgraded. Yeah. Doing a little cataloging. Yeah. Uh, Do you have, an, you know, you have a nice long a, list a of upgrades? Of, Do you have a nice long list of upgrades? Um, it's not, it's not that big, actually. Some of the early ones are. I mean, there's the the main first appearances I, I do want upgrades, but some of the, like the raw books I have, I mean, if they're nice and they present well, like 
I'm not really looking to, you know, get like six O's or better on a lot of the early stuff unless it's the first appearance. I'd like higher grades on the filler stuff up to like a hundred. I know we differ on that just because I feel like they're number one, they're such nice covers, but number two, they're not that expensive or hard to find in such high grade. So yeah, I, right now, you're right. I mean, I think there's definitely stuff I, and I have a lot of like early stuff that was more beat up. So, so much of it was stuff I bought very early on before I really knew what to keep my eye out for and what the values were. So like some stuff I saw, I was like, I know I bought this like super early on. I was like, I would have never even bought it now, but yeah, you know, it is what it is. Uh, all right. So I think we're done with that, right? You guys all? Yeah. Yep. We, we, we caught up on, uh, on what we're doing or lack thereof. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we have something different for you guys though tonight. A pretty cool, fun segment. We're going to be calling it Unpopular Geek Opinions. And we're going to be going through the things that we either like that people um, don't like or things that everyone loves and we're not too big a fan though. So it's going to be a little bit all over the spectrum. Uh, does anybody want to volunteer to kick it off or are we reading all of ours at once or just like one, one of them? I, let, let, let's do, um, let's do like a round table. Okay. So whoever starts will follow this order on the screen. Okay, so that's we'll yeah, you want to start? so people. Yeah. I know people love Aquaman, right? So I, I figured you were gonna start with that. <laughs> All right, so part of the thing is you have to say why you either like it or don't like it, and everyone else. Does. Oh, I love Aquaman. I'm you know I'm, I'm I've I've been an ocean guy, a water guy since I was a little kid. I mean that's you know uh, that's why I became a you know he was not the reason why I became a diver, but you know it's. I became a diver early in my in my in my youth, and you know, dove in the navy and dove after the navy, and still diving today. And it's just I've always been a water guy, and I've always uh, felt um, uh, connected to that kind of character. I, I like that character, and not because he talks to fish, but it's just it's just that water <laughs> <laughs> that water realm. You know, I, I dug that. Um, you know. I, I like him more than I like, you know, Submariner. I, I like the Submariner looking guy. He's pretty cool, but it's just, I never, I didn't grow up with that character. You know, I, I didn't know much about him when I was a kid. I've always knew, known about Aquaman because, you know, he was in all those, uh, you know, the Super Friend Hour and all that other stuff and those cartoons yeah. in the 80s. And that's, you know, that's what I grew up on. And that's where I looked, mm -hmm. not to say looked up to, but I enjoyed that type of character. And he was also like, um, he was also like a true superhero where Submariner was kind of like an anti-hero, sometimes good guy, sometimes sometimes bad guy. Too. Yeah, and I know that yeah. now, but back in the day, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't know that character existed. So, you know, you know, yeah. if I knew about him, it may have been, you know, may have, it may have been different. I don't know. <laughs> sure. All right, good. You want to go? Uh, sorry. No. Oh. You want to go next, Toy Story? Sure. So uh, I think this is very obvious. I think Star Wars Episode Three is one of the best of the Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> That's just it. <laughs> Go ahead. So now this is where you will submit yeah. your, your reasoning. <laughs> so uh, um, it's my number three, I think, on the list behind uh, behind Empire and Return of the Jedi. And I think a lot of it has to do with. The fact that that's the one that I grew up on, that's the first one I saw in the movies, that's the one that got me into it. But 
it's still the only one to this day where I like just the whole way through, I feel somewhat more emotionally attached to it than I do with any of the others. And again, I don't know if that's because of, you know, the way I experienced it as a kid, but the story, just for me, at least the story, the, the, the stakes, the battles and everything, it's everything that I want in star Wars and everything that I love about star Wars and Hayden's not that bad in it. That's like when, when JJ says, you know, when I ask him, hey, how does this sound this episode? He goes, it's fine. <laughs> That's like saying, it's like saying Hayden wasn't that bad in that. That's, he's fine. I mean, I, I tend not to agree. Oh, I know. Um, and, you, and you know why? So the only reason why I, I give you a little bit of it is because I think they took a lot of lines away from him that movie because <laughs> he doesn't really say a ton in that movie. But um, now you want hey, my favorite part of that movie? Yeah, and honestly, and the emperor. He's probably one of the best characters in um in that. I mean, Yoda's really awesome in those prequels. I mean, two is by far the worst. You don't like Yoda? Yoda was horrible. I mean, it was it wasn't even a puppet. It was just no. You see, but but I don't judge by the the technology i'm i I always am very lenient with my judgment of technology because you go back and look at the originals like you can't judge the technology on that now because you know compared to what we have today it's you know leaps and bounds apart i mean i i to see yoda fight and like do stuff like that you know when those movies came out that was amazing to me so you enjoyed that I, i i like that you know i know a lot of people so that might be it's not one of my unpopular opinions but i thought that was cool Yeah, I don't um, think that was. Uh, I, that, hey, yeah, yeah. Listen, I, I beat the episode three thing to to a dead horse, so we don't have to say it so long on it. But <laughs> I think that's my number one most unpopular opinion. If, if I'm gonna follow up after you, this was gonna be my first. I didn't expect you to come out the at the gate with the Star Wars. I I'm gonna follow up that with. Um, I don't think a New Hope was that great. Ooh. Yeah, unpopular opinion, right? Compared to the other so, two, I'll agree with you, actually. So, I do think the the first three original movies are not my order. You guys know my order. They're one, two, three, and the whole nine. I know that difference from you, Toy Story, but I feel like it was still so. There's so many holes, and there's so much great acting, but there's also a lot of bad acting, like Mark Hamill. Definitely his worst performance in all of the movies that he did. Um, Carrie was okay. It was just a lot of like, a lot of not, it wasn't as tight a movie as Empire was. And I know Empire is considered the great one. My personal favorite, again, is Return of the Jedi. And I know most people, that's an unpopular opinion too. Most people don't like Return of the Jedi. Um, but I just feel like, and there's not a lot going on. Like they're always like, running back and forth kind of thing like the whole opening scene is very slow like the whole thing at home is very slow you know when he gets to the base you don't see this until deleted scenes you don't even know that guy's big like when i first saw the movie like the guy he was talking about i was like wait that's that guy like i didn't know that until you saw the deleted scene that like Biggs he actually reunites with his buddy Biggs. <laughs> but i don't know it's just you know again unpopular opinion but i don't think it's that great Jim, you look very troubled. <laughs> I'm hurt. 
That's fair. That's fair. Hey, listen, these are these are meant to be honest. No thin skin here. So it, it's up to you again now, JJ. Uh, All right. So, okay, sure. Batman. Batman, I'm going to say the Batman movies, okay? Uh, what's his name? Uh, I can't wait for this. Yeah, no, they got the um, darn it, American Psycho dude. Oh. What's his name? Oh, Christian Bale. American Christian Psycho? Bale. I can't stand him as Batman. I don't think he was a really good Batman. I don't even think he was a good um, uh, Bruce Wayne. I just, I he didn't fit the part. It drives me nuts. I just watched this movie again two weeks ago, and you know, I sat there and watched and. I've seen all the other movies. I love Batman 89. We, we talk about that all the time. That was probably the ultimate Batman movie out of all of them. This guy, I, I like him. I like George. I like George Clooney better than I like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> that, this is a hot take. This is definitely a hot take. That's good. Um, you know what? I, I agree with you on parts of this for sure. I don't get Bruce Wayne from him at all. None. Even a Batman, I don't. Most from uh, Affleck, I think. Yeah, but Affleck is so is almost like. You see, my problem is, is that I feel like with with Batman and Superman, their alter egos are way more than just you know taking glasses off and putting a mask on. I feel like you're supposed to have that. There's really two personas, <clears throat> and you don't. And I don't really think that many people did that. And I don't really I think know did. if someone who you think Keaton did. Keaton, I, I think Keaton did a decent amount, but even him, he was not like that scene where he's meeting with the Joker. He's a psychopath. I was like, I don't really get Bruce Wayne from that. I mean, it, it's it's really hard. It's um, I feel like nobody ever stops being Batman. And again, you know, we're not Batman guys. If if um. <laughs> Bojo was here, he would definitely be able to add more of this. I haven't read as many of the comics, but I just don't see like anyone really crushing Bruce Wayne. None, none of I'm them. Now. None of them. You, you, you want to know? I'll be honest. My favorite Bruce Wayne, probably Val Kilmer. Oh, interesting. Another hot, unpopular take. <laughs> but um, I, I can see where you're coming from, JJ. I think, you know, people say Christian Bale is their Batman. Like, I don't see it. I, it drives Batman. me nuts. <laughs> and it's funny because I, I just watched it again and I was just like, why? They could have gotten somebody different for this. Like, it just, it drove <laughs> me nuts. And then I started comparing him to all the other ones and I'm like, you know what? I actually like George Clooney better than this guy. And that was a hor- and that was a horrible flick. That's a whole different story. He was also not a bad um, Bruce Wayne either. Though. I liked him Clooney. as Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he, was, he just wasn't a good Batman. All right. So what's right. your second hot take? I'm gonna, I'm gonna continue on the Batman that. train. Um, wow, we're following up here. Huh? So I love Batman. I could I consider myself a Batman guy. Nowhere compared to Bojo and Polari, I probably know nothing about Batman, but I love Batman. I've read my fair share of Batman. Batman '66, I think, is the most garbage, unwatchable piece of trash there is. <laughs> And I don't uh, understand it besides nostalgia. <laughs> I do not get it. I've tried so I, many times, but I don't get it. 
I don't know how much of that is an unpopular opinion. Um, it's definitely far. I, I mean, I don't really have a good answer. I, I don't even have one for you because I, I always, you know, it, it, I've seen enough of them back when I was a little kid. And, you know, I remember being like, well, this is kind of kooky. Like it was, it was strange, but some of the, mm-hmm. like some of the, ish- some of the episodes were funny. Some of them were like, what? Like, this is just stupid. Him doing a dance. Yeah. It was just, it was really weird. It was, it was like hot or cold, you know? I yeah. think, I think when it was that really came, a reflection of the time, right. I was just going to say that it was about the time, you know, it was, it was a different time when that was made. You couldn't do that. Now. Well. You, you can't do that yeah. now. Cause it would, it would be chastised. It would, it would never make it past the pilot. Just like Aquaman never made no, it past the pilot. You, you couldn't even do that as a joke. No, you couldn't. And it, it wouldn't, yeah. it would, it, it wouldn't would, even translate as a joke. It yeah. wouldn't. And so it, it's all the time. And I, I see your point. It, it, it is kind of, it's weird. It's, it's kooky, but it, for that time in that time period, it, those, the people loved it. It was, it was, a, it was a different setting. Yeah, I get it. And, and I'll be honest with you. I really like Adam West as, as Bruce Wayne. I liked he him as Bruce Wayne. He was very good Bruce Wayne. He didn't play Bruce Wayne a lot, you know, though, they, which was funny. If you think of, like, the ratio, if you ever watch, if you ever watch enough of them. Oh, very low. Very yeah. little Bruce Wayne, more Batman. And the same thing with, you know, Burt yeah. Ward. Like, there was not a lot of Burt Ward. It was more Robin. And, I mean, again, I can't confirm this 100%, but I know at that time, like, that's, like, right after, like, McCarthyism and, like, the comic books were very like whimsical at that time so i mean that's why you were kind of reflecting that thing i mean the good thing about it though is you were exposing the whole world i mean like probably a lot of people knew who batman was but his rogues gallery i mean like batman and you know spider-man is probably the only other closest character have one of the you know deepest and well-known you know rogue you know galleries of villains and Mm -hmm. you know you they even though the performances were were very silly and whimsical, a lot of looks were pretty good for the villains, and they had huge actors at the time play them. Oh, huge! And then Price play like Egghead or something. Um, Vincent Price, yeah, he played Egghead. Who I don't even think it was he even a Batman character. He was just made up for the show, right? Yeah, I think so. Was Egghead? I, I don't even know. That's, that's a hilarious mug. <laughs> Sorry, no people can't see that, but uh, Toy Story is drinking from a. Uh, a BB-8 mug. <laughs> All right, that's my. Um, that's yeah, my. I mean, <laughs> the the guy who played uh, Caesar uh, Romero was a huge actor at the time. Yeah, uh, Frank Gorshin, uh, another huge actor who played the Riddler. I mean, um, you know, Burgess Meredith who plays Mickey in uh, the Rocky movies huge. as the Penguin. I mean, I mean the the stars. You know, you know, people who play the villains were bigger stars than you know Batman it's or crazy. you know Burt War Adam West ever were. Yep. Yeah. Um, even the, I mean, in my personal opinion, the most beautiful Catwoman ever is um, a Julie Newmar. Oh, oh really? There, absolutely. Was a stunner. I mean, unbelievable. Um, but yeah, no, I get where you're coming from. It's it's definitely farcical, and I don't think anyone takes it seriously. They better not. Um. <laughs> uh, all right. I guess I'll go next. So, next unpopular opinion. I like reading digital comics a lot more than I do physical ones. So I know a lot of people, I, and I know this is an unpopular opinion between the three of us, but I know there's definitely a lot of people out there who are like, you know, they like, 
I like to have, you know, the book in my hand and, you know, I'm thinking of Bojo, right? You know, I like to get like some of the inking on my fingers. I was like, listen, you know, I know I'm probably a little bit of a part of the problem right now, but I only buy books for the for the possible value or collecting of them. I was like, I don't want to ruin any book I get. I barely want to touch it because I don't want to ruin it. Yeah. For, for any reason it would be worth anything or, you know, if it would be part of my collection, I want to keep it pristine. But, I mean, reading, it's just, especially with like the panel reading, which I really enjoy doing. I know, I don't know if you guys are the same. Yeah, we're like focused on one panel, right? Yeah, you, it's so much easier to read uh, that way. And, it's just so convenient, too, having everything on your iPad. Like, I, I totally get it. And, it, and, and, it's, small, and, you know and it's smaller, and it's, it's, it's convenient. That's what it is. And, you know... Also, huh, I want to read this thing right now. It's 10 p.m. I don't have it. Oh, look, I can go download it. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then, and you, know, you know... like I mean, I know we're not traveling now, but, you know... I might not necessarily want to pull out a Spider-Man uh, comic book on the train and let everybody know, like, oh, like this loser reading a comic book. <laughs> That's how I found you. <laughs> <laughs> you. You were that guy with a comic book. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I I agree with you on that. Like, I'm I'm a I, I'm a big digital reader. Also, I still I like buying the books for the value. <clears throat> I, but I also like the touch and feel. But it's a lot different now than it was back years ago it's a different paper so i get it i understand the older books you know is that more of that newspaper feel like it's it's got a very distinctive s- smell and feel where you you don't yeah. get that now so it, no it, you're right it's a little different but i get it and, and to the same point i do like opening like when i actually open an old comic book like i do like to flip through it and like look at it it's just like you know like especially when you know you're checking it for like marvel value stamps and stuff like that but um it is cool to look through them i mean it's and you're more inclined to get a fingerprint stuck on a page on the newer books than you are in the older books yeah dude I <laughs> on the back of like, because of all color. those glossy covers yeah Okay. All right, you're up next, JJ. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Are we doing good on time here? Or should we make this one our last no, one? No, we can make this our last one. I've got yeah, two more. It doesn't matter. We, can, we, yeah, it's we're at one. We're probably about one thirty-five right now. All right, let's see how long this All round right. takes. Yeah. So I'm gonna stay on the. Uh, I've got. So my next two, I've got two more really, uh, and they're both comic book related. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna say it without getting so angry. And trying not to keep and trying to keep my 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 uh, my vocals down and not use so many swear words. Um, I'm going to say two words, and I think everybody's going to understand. Rob Liefeld. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, though. I don't even know if that's an unpopular opinion. I don't think so. Really? Yeah. I mean, I think I think if you were going to say that you love him like if like how our buddy tom travis has come on i think there's definitely a lot smaller group of people who absolutely love bob liefeld than there is a group of people who are against rob liefeld i mean and this could just be our circle but okay i mean go ahead go off i can't stand this (laughs) mfr (laughs) i mean i you know it's funny because i do and I don't know why. For I, I never took myself off of his groups. I, I must have joined him a long time ago, and I'm still on them. I've never been banned because I don't. I don't. I don't trash talk him on the thing. I just. I normally just like don't trash talk. You can watch the drama. Right, and it's just yeah. you know it's funny <laughs> when somebody says something bad, even about 
the way he does something and right away he's like gone this guy's gone like you're blocked and everything else and it's just you know the way he it just drives me how how he acts towards his fans that's that's what drives me nuts about this guy um you know it's it's okay. it it drives me nuts about how he how he acts towards his fans so you know now he's on he's at the point where he's not signing CGC books or C, yeah CGC books that have the you know the Deadpool label now he's not signing those because it's not his artwork and nobody asked him um, and he's not getting the money from that so it's little stuff like that that just drives me nuts like he's not he's not for the fans he's more about the money and I understand that you got to make money and all that but it's also you've got this other side where you've got to do stuff for the fans because they're the ones giving you the money and it just seems like he pushes those people away. I definitely think that he's alienating more people than he is getting new followers. Every day. He has a face that you just want to punch. Yes. Like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't want to talk anymore about right. him. I, Move on. But that was it. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> uh, all right. Sorry, sorry. You're up. All right. What should I go with? All right, I'm gonna. This, this is gonna really upset you, Tess. I think. But oh, um, fun. I read. I, what's that? Fun. <laughs> I read. I haven't been reading a long time since 2013. About I dabbled in just about all the big guns, all the big superheroes, and I've read a good amount of everything. The one superhero that I've enjoyed the least reading out of all of them, and that I think is the least interesting to me, is your boy Superman. <laughs> No, you're right. I just i I've read so much. I feel like I, I don't know. He just seems so bland to me. And I get that his whole thing is like you know he wants to do good, this, that, and the other thing. But he, I don't. I, I there there probably are a ton of them, and I just don't know. But I don't see so many flaws. I like to see like flawed characters and stuff like that. Um. I haven't read any stories that have totally blown me away. His the villains don't really do much for me. Um, it could just be that I haven't read enough of the right things, but that's just the mental idea I've always had of him. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. You're, you're, you're not wrong. I mean, there's a lot of... The problem with a character like him and like a Captain America are they're the ideal superhero. They're kind of like the superhero, the other superheroes like try to be. Right, and I get, I totally get that. And it, and it doesn't necessarily make for good storytelling a lot of the time because mm -hmm. you know he doesn't have these flaws. He's not like a Batman or a Wolverine or like a Tony Stark where you know he has all this you know like baggage with him. And and I'll be honest, I've I've definitely read more uh, Batman books than I've enjoyed of Superman books. If you want some recommendations, I think Superman for all seasons is a fantastic <laughs> Superman read. The early rebirth stuff was also very good. When when they put him with like the family unit, because you need to give Superman like. I remember hearing that the stories with his son were really good. Right? They were the early on. They were, and I, I I've fallen off um, because I'm not reading. I, I don't have um, access to digital uh, DC stuff anymore. But I mean, listen, the death of Superman was a really good um, storyline. If you ever wanted to read that, I actually just bought the whole collection of graphic novels from Royal Collectibles. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I get where you're coming from. And I'm a huge Superman guy. And it's, he's more of an, 
of an idealistic type character than he is a really good mm-hmm. comic book read. And he's a good character to watch in a movie as opposed to like reading a story about him. I'm going to agree. And, I've, and, I've, and I've very much enjoyed all the Superman movies. And I think, so. he, and I I think, think, he, I think just coming from a comic book perspective for me. I think he's gone through so many transitions also. So, I mean, you hear you got a guy in the thirties who's, you know, for the first, I'm going to say, you know, 40, 50 years, you know, you, you got this character. He's, you know, all American, you know, you, you, you're looking at this guy. He's, he can't do anything wrong. And then all of a sudden the last few years, you know, they've, they've, they've come over, they come up with different storylines with him where he's up and down, you know, there's the death he's getting married. Now he's got a family. Like it's, he's not this all American goody two shoes guy anymore. Like like he was in the fifties or forties or stuff like that. I don't. That's the way I kind of look at it. Like he's gone through so many transitions, and it. That's why I kind of still is. It's a little different than the way he was when he first started out. That's why I kind of I've dropped off on on reading him. It's 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 kind of weird, you know. There was a series where he like he lost his powers, and this was a couple of years ago. Like he had no powers, and you know it, when you go through that many transitions, people are going to start falling off because they're like, "Well, this is not the same character." Even though he's Superman, it's not Superman anymore. And you know, and then a year later, he's back to being, you know, now he's got more different powers, or then this, and it's just it gets stupid after a while, and nobody's going to you lose you lose interest in it. I mean, I'll, I'll be fair with you. The New 52 stuff, Superman, was probably the worst New 52 stuff. And that's saying a lot because the New 52 stuff was really bad. Um, yeah, he just... I don't really think they've figured out the best way to tell his story. And I think that's why you see these constant changes. is because it's hard to fit that, like, you know, cookie-cutter, like, you know, idealistic 50s American, you know, superhero into the world today. Right, you can't. And it's it's, a, it's an a, ongoing struggle to figure that out. Yeah, and it's a different demographic than it is now than it is back then. I mean, you 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 know you're you're a kid in the fifties, and you know you don't have what you have going on in today's world, and it, it's a little different. And you can't fit this this goody two character in in today's world. It just doesn't work. You're going to have to, you know, to make it work. You know, my maybe my ideal is you know maybe Superman needs to start killing somebody, like you know, just wiping people out. I don't know, you know, that because that's what today's society is. You know, it's it's all about mm-hmm. taking out different people and you know working the angles. And he, I know he doesn't do that. He's a he's a good good American, all American, everything else. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's um, it's a it's a good it's a good point to bring up, and and I I think there's probably a lot of people that that are on board with this idea. Um, all right, I think we'll probably go into the last one at this point, right? Go for it. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is a po- this is coming from a positive perspective where everyone else is negative. I think William Shatner is a lot better actor than people give him credit for. I already said it. I can't say anything Listen, on that. So, um, it, yes, his Star Trek stuff was a little. He has a very delayed speech when he does stuff, but. I don't know if you guys have ever watched any Boston Legal, um, that series where he's a lawyer. He's phenomenal in that. Him and James Spader are like awesome in it. But I mean, I've always liked him. I always think he's gotten a lot of unnecessary flack, and I've always enjoyed him. I feel like he was a very charismatic captain on Star Trek. Um, and this is just because I was trying to balance out all the different, you know, 
topics. I didn't want to keep it to comic books. That's why I went from Star Wars to comics to Star Trek. But listen, hey, I'm sure a lot of people hate on William Shatner. I'm in that guy's corner. <laughs> I got nothing to say about him. Right. Now, he may not be a great human being. I'm just talking about him from an acting perspective. All right. <laughs> I don't know what happened with his wife in the pool. All right. That's all I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say. <laughs> all but right. Actor, I don't think he's that bad. I'm just going to let you guys know I have a ton more for next time. All right, next time. <laughs> yeah. But I think that was good. Yeah. I hope people enjoyed this. I, I feel like people always like um, debatable topics. Yeah. No, that was a good idea, yeah. Um, yeah, I think this would be a fun um, segment for going forward. Yeah. And All right. Do you guys have anything else to wrap up for? Nope. Um, you guys are making any appearances? <laughs> yeah, we're all just gonna be home. <laughs> Still home. <laughs> Until the next time that we go into our chairs and record. We're something. sharing. So um, I'm not sure what format we're gonna do it. So there has been a ton of stuff uh, we've been getting. And when we say we, I'll just be honest and say I. I've been getting during this remedy tour. Um, I think I'm gonna try doing a live, and um, and then from there, I think we can push it to IGTV. Like a live unboxing. Yeah, we'll we'll see how much um I got. I don't know. Maybe I'll wait to get all of them and do like one like that, like a Portnoy style package opening. Yeah, I, that's the closest I'm gonna get, like three boxes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that'll be something cool. Um, we should send him a comic book yep. and see what he does with it. Oh God, I don't even want to. It would hurt my heart to see him. <laughs> a um. Yeah, but no, I think that's really all I have. I mean, we're, you know, we're getting involved where we can. Um, hopefully, we don't know when there's going to shows and stuff we're going to start, and we would like getting into it. I'm going through my books. At some point, we might, on the at Long Island comic book guy side, maybe we'll start putting some books up for sale because there is some stuff we're looking to move. But, again, yeah, I, should, I don't want to give you guys a timeline, but just – Maybe if you want to keep your eyes open on the at, at LA Comic Guys. Cool. But that's it for me. All right. That was good. All right. Well, what do we do? We say until next time, remember. Go!